Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast with me, Simon Mundy, in which I take one nugget from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. This clip is about the power of doing what you love. Now, in sport, often people talk about marginal gains, about improving in every area by 1%, but actually taking consistent action over a long period, what another one of my guests called having a black belt mindset, is the real secret source, if there is such a thing. But putting the effort in day in, day out for long, long periods of time needs fuel. Now, in my experience from interviewing top performers over the last five years plus, often that fuel comes from one of two places, either from a place of of lack, of dissatisfaction, a kind of internal drive that comes from perhaps even seeking to fill a void. Now, clearly, that's not something to aspire to. But it can also come from a deep passion and love for what you're doing. And it's this latter driving force that Britain's best female javelin thrower and Olympic medalist Goldie Sayers is talking about. Sport certainly teaches you a lot of things. I think the biggest thing being about setting goals in something that you love. I mean, that is the preface for goal setting. You can't just set goals about, you know, doing things that are completely unachievable. But certainly... I never, ever thought that I would win an Olympic medal, as I mentioned earlier, in athletics. Mm. But I found an event that I loved and I had great support network and coaches and support staff towards the end of my career. And I think I was sort of, well, I was a lifelong learner within the event about high performance. And I think high performance is high performance in whatever you're trying to do, whether you're trying to be the best podcast (laughs) creator on earth or the best javelin thrower or the best, you know, I don't know, property developer, whatever it is, there's always things you can learn. And, you know, if I knew now what I knew at the start of my career, it would have been very, very different. And I think I probably would have been an Olympic champion. But it it does teach you that it is about the journey. I don't, without wanting to sound completely wanky, it's, you know, it's... Um, it, I think that's why I always say to people, you have to love what you do because... I came back from eight surgeries because I loved what I was doing. I mean, and, and I look back now and I think you're absolutely mad. What I did actually put myself through. Um, but you loved it. So but it I loved it. it. So I didn't think of it as work or even a obstacle. I actually used to look at those obstacles and think, 
oh, this is a real opportunity to work on some other aspect of my te- technique or um, spend time doing other things or whatever it might be to improve my performance. So I think goal setting is one. You know, I think just consistent hard work. You don't have to do Olympic athletes. I think the problem, well, not the problem with the Olympics, but I think the general public don't ever, don't see what goes into that those performances. That all they see is, you know, this glittery sort of, circus of sport almost every four years and they don't see that you're actually applying your trade on your own in the middle of a muddy field and it's not glamorous in any way shape or form um but you're just doing these consistent efforts on a daily basis that all add up to a great performance on a stage and that's the sort of I think one of the downsides of being an Olympic or Olympian in a way is that you only really get to perform every four years whereas I'm always a bit jealous of tennis players and footballers especially I mean I think they almost play too much but tennis players certainly have got four majors so if you mm. don't perform very well in one you've only got about three months to wait till the next one yeah. if that yeah so yeah just consistent at hard work really um you know does it could, can do amazing things if you're doing what you love and then I think grasping opportunities so people always think that they have to be perfect um you know if you were going to choose the perfect javelin throw you definitely wouldn't choose me <laughs> Um, but I always like to now in life just say yes to things and then work out how I'm going to do it later or Mm. you're never perfect and you never know everything but there's always someone you can go to to find out a bit more or um, you know all you can do is give your best effort and that's another thing I think especially you say to kids is you don't I don't have any regrets in my career I regret not sitting down at before 2012 on that one throw but that's hindsight it's different but I know the reason I don't struggle so much with retirement is because I know I gave absolutely everything mentally physically emotionally financially everything to my career so I can't be disappointed with anything I mean I'm disappointed I I definitely feel like I failed more times than I succeeded but I can't regret not giving 100% Mm. Um, and I think I mean, the small, it's a small one, but it's, you know, makes a big difference is just attitude. And I do think you have complete control over that. So, and you know, that's been proven in terms of healing rates. I am very, very positive. And I, I'm sure that's the reason that I overcame a lot of surgeries where I, I twice definitely was told you won't throw again. And I just, I'm very, very determined. And so did you just refuse to believe it? Well, yeah, because sometimes surgeons, well, I know so surgeons don't understand training. And they don't have the support team that you have. They understand their tiny little bit of surgery. The best ones obviously try to understand the rehab process and everything else. But um, I think medical timelines for me are quite frustrating because they put, just put limiting, limiting beliefs in people's minds that, you know, you're not going to be, you're never going to be like you were. I hate that with um, people who have joint replacements or anything like that. You know, there's absolutely no reason why you can't get back to what you were doing. Mm. As long as you do all the right things, it doesn't just happen miraculously, but that's the hard work bit. So just lots of lots of different things. But I think sport is is just an amazing way, especially also in team sports, is collaborating with people to achieve something that you didn't think was quite possible at the start of the 90 minutes or whatever it might be. Um, and I think the human body and mind is amazing. And if you treat it in the right way, you can surprise yourself. Mm. Like, I don't think I did. I did definitely didn't achieve what I could have done. I, d- I certainly didn't throw as far as I could have done. Um, but, 
yeah, I think it's it's just a great sort of playground for figuring out a lot of stuff that you can actually then take into business or other areas that you enjoy. Mm. So let's just recap. You talk about the journey, right? So when you say the journey, do you mean the lessons that you learn along the way? And that are they more valuable then than, for example, a medal? I think I think they are. You know what? I I think they are. Yeah, you just summed it up. I, I <laughs> the medal thing is interesting. I thought I'd be really like in awe of this Olympic medal because I'd always that's what I spent my every living breath for like 15 years trying to achieve or 20 years pretty much and actually I got this Olympic medal home you know a few weeks ago and I was like right where am I going to put it <laughs> and it's it's actually around the neck of this stag that I've got on the wall just because it's quite funny because yeah. in the end it is that it's sort of meaningless yeah. I mean the tangible thing it's it's not because it means you know all the things about you know the goals that you set and that's a really big deal but in the end it doesn't it doesn't change you as a person it doesn't have it certainly hasn't had any bearing on (laughs) what I'm doing now or um but we do put such an importance on in Olympic sport on Olympic medals obviously for for good reason but so for me it is about the journey I think mostly so when you sorry just to interrupt that so it's 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 about it's about who you become along the way then yeah and the people you meet as well like my network is so varied and because I was such a sort of seeker of information you know I I do have some amazing people on sort of speed dial from having gone through surgeries like I can phone the best knee surgeon in the world and I I have done for other you know athletes and the difference with him is he'll get back to you in between surgeries and he's a guy who's operated on Michael Jordan and people and um, I I just I've met some incredible incredible people because I think in sport and especially Olympic sport, you've got all these incredible, almost genius-like people who do it because they love it, because there's no money in it. And mm. they've had to be almost self-taught in what they're doing, the, the really good coaches especially. Um, and they're they're just, you know, sort of masters of their craft, whether that be yeah. physios or, um, you know, medics or coaches or and other athletes as well. You know, you're knocking around with people who are trying to do this really crazy thing that's almost impossible in many ways. So everyone's a little bit mad. But you're always around people who are doing what they love. Thank you for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, please do so via my website, simonmundy.com or at Simon Mundy on social media.